time for the illegal ham interface. But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Everybody, welcome to another episode of Legal Ham of the Feast. I am that fat guy. I got the cohorts here. I got at least Big Bry right now. Let me bring in Big Bry first. Big Bry, what's going on, brother? Hey, man. Uh, we have a little. Uh, Vinny is dealing with some uh, Tyler, my eight-year-old stuff downstairs for me, so we get the show started. <laughs> uh, I guess a certain uh, video game would not work for one of my kids, and you know how that goes. Tragic. Just blow on it. Tell him. Uh, no, no, no. It's not the ones that you kind of blow on. You stick in, you like barely wedge in like the Nintendo. It's the one that keeps glitching on him because he gets to a certain point in the game and it goes, and then he go, he just loses his mind. And so, rub it on your shirt. I I even told him that too. I was like, do the fact that <laughs> just rub it on your belly and see what happens. But he's down there hopefully trying to fix that. He'll be up here with us a little bit. Cool. Uh, we got to get through our uh, Herald and our sponsor, Herald and the APA. Like your APA, we have had, we got a tournament this weekend. We got a tournament here in two weeks. We got tournaments all around to go to Vegas. Uh, I am going to Vegas. So I won a captain's tournament. So I can't wait for that. Congrats. When's that? Uh, August sometime, I think. Nice. Not completely 100% sure, but it's somewhere around in there. Big guy has a stain on his shirt. Uh, Yes, Nick Wallace, he does. Come on, Nick. It is a that's, huge piece. That's your new outside linebacker you're talking about. Huge pea stain with a little dribble on top, right up there by your shoulder. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's the high state Michigan hate in us. That's what it is. Uh, but no, uh, he's looking for teams to join up here with the APA. So please contact us or go to uh, Lake Erie APA on their Facebook page and get a hold of Harold. And see if you can't get a team started. We're having fun right now. We just played Sunday. Uh, we'll roll right into our shout-outs after that, Bri. Because um, I had, Vinny and I, I went back home, recharged the batteries, saw my family. So I got to shout my family. We had a blast. Played a whole bunch of cards down there. We had the boys were running around. It snowed. Took the boys sled ride. We had some fun. Uh, also got to shout-out the local bar. V and I, after our pool league on Sunday, went over to the local bar and checked it out. Walked in, bartender. As soon as she saw us, it's like, hey, we're here for one purpose. You pick the food. She goes, oh, I can do that. I'm like, two appetizers, two main meals. She goes, I got you. She came back with a chicken wrap, a Philly cheesesteak, 
uh, some mac and cheese jalapeno nuggets, I think they were, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Vinny's here now. Let him get his headphones on. I'll bring him in. And then we had uh, their barbecue chicken wings, which were, uh, the food was amazing. The service was amazing. There he is. He's back. Did you get hey, it figured out? What happened? Um, honestly, <laughs> it's not completely figured out still. I have them uh, getting back into it now. I just had them shut it down, restart it and stuff. Your technique didn't work. Your technique didn't work. All right. right. Thank you, buddy. Give us a few (laughs) minutes, okay? Love that kid. Uh, Love that kid. I was hoping a simple restart would have helped. What game is it, Benny? Uh, He's playing uh, Roblox. Yeah, the tower builder city. Tower simulator. So it's it's one of the, yeah. I'm a fan. Oh, yeah. You're always a fan. Anything to build anything. <laughs> um, what was the other shout-out I had? Shouted you out. I have one more, and I can't re- Oh, Mike Holzheimer for joining us last week. Yeah, yeah massive Mike. Uh, he's getting ready to do a new article. He kind of called, uh, guess what, baseball's back. So there's the uh, hot news for the day. Uh, they start spring training games Friday, I think the Indians do. Nice. Practice now, so, or I'm sorry, the Guardians. Start yep. on Friday. I get used to saying that. It's going to be hard. Right? <laughs> so there's our MLB talk for today because uh, we're going to get in our special guest here in just a second. But do you guys have any shout outs? Um, I really don't. Um, I guess I'll shout out with uh, St. Patrick's Day being around the corner. I'll shout out the local Irish pub here in Medina, uh, Sully's. So you don't have a Sully's near you, find some uh, some Irish pub and maybe have a green beer on Thursday or Friday or whenever. Just support your local bar. Um, that's about it, I guess. If I if I got to find another one, I'll say uh, go donate blood. Um, I know uh, they always are in need, so let this be a reminder if you haven't done it in a while. Pretty simple stuff. Doesn't take too much time. Means a lot to a lot of people. As you can, we're we're just. I'm not laughing to you, Brian. It's just chaos on this side. Like Vinny's knocking shit over. There's shit getting stuck everywhere, just so that we can get comfortable. Because normally, we're up here about 20 minutes beforehand, getting everything set up, ready to go. Yeah. And it has just been a whirlwind today. Just kind of like Brown's Twitter today, Brian. I wish I was like you and just not on Brown's Twitter. We'll get we'll get our guests in here in just a second. But Vinny, do you have any shout outs this week, bud? Um. Shout out to uh, the local bar again. You yeah, know, definitely for sure. It's actually a really That's nice spot, be a great right? place. Yeah. So cool. hopefully we can get in there here at the end of the month. We're we're works with it, so we're hoping the twenty uh, ninth, March twenty ninth, we can get in there and have a good time. So where is it at? Uh, well, uh, it's on Pearl Road. Yeah, it's on Pearl Road in Strongsville. Right off right off 82, yep. right? Yeah, right off 82. Strongsville yep. in 82? Okay, yep. I know what you're talking about. It's so kind it's of by like, the gazebo there by the Strongsville Middle School. Yeah. Yeah, it's only like two minutes away from Mulligan's. Yeah, it's a, it, it was a quick sure. drive. So Yeah, like we went in there, played a couple games of pool. They were singing karaoke. Not as good oh. as you said karaoke, but it was That was on Sunday? Yeah. Sunday. Wow, Sunday fun day. Karaoke yeah. on Sunday. That's unheard of. But, I mean, they're getting ready to do a – I guess a big renovation too, because they're about to knock down some walls and add some stuff too. So hopefully we can see what it looks like and everything else, but it's a really nice bar. I mean, it's gorgeous the way it is now. Oh, I know. See them have to go through construction. I think it's going to be 
quite an overhaul, quite an undertaking. But we'll see what happens. We're not sure yet, though. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get our show started. Let me bring in our special guest. Big Bride, do you have a stain on your shirt there? What you, what, what's yeah, that's been up there for a while. I don't know. He, I guess he's just letting oh, yeah. linger a little bit, kind of like a fart, and just put it out there, let it hang around for the whole show. Nobody, sorry, nobody sorry you got to deal with that on a weekly yeah. basis. <laughs> oh, my Lord. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day, and especially with this guest we got coming on. We have from the cheapest cheap seats in Kentucky <coughs> for the Cheap Seats podcast. I am not juice. I'll try to be juice. <laughs> and he can talk like the rest of them. <laughs> we got the big man. What's going on, big man? Big man. What's up, guys? Thanks for the introduction. Of course, it's not uh it's not as uh, big as uh juice's uh AEW WrestleMania intro, but it'll work. Well, I mean, you know, normally when we all get together, Juice does an intro for everybody. And I'm, oh, not God, used, yes. I'm not used to doing the intros. I'm just, you know, trying to be, you know, professional and be like, oh, here he is from the Cheap Seas podcast. <laughs> you know, I really don't go all out with the uh, Stone Cold with the. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's another shout out. Shout out to Scott Hall and his family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's sad. Razor Ramon passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah. The bad guy. Yep. So, real quick, Big, big Bride, you got a stain on your shirt, man. That's right here. I, I haven't seen it yet. I'll I'll keep looking though. We <laughs> just have some spaghetti. I think it might be just his face. <laughs> what are you about? Uh, hey, that's a that's a beautiful face. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What about this guy back here? He's better looking than that guy. There you go. Yeah. Oh, he hasn't seen that picture yet. It's Big Ben crying on the bench. Oh, I love that picture. <laughs> yeah. Too bad we couldn't do it to him again. All right, boys. Let's get into our show here. We got, uh, let's see here. We got my cousin Vegas word of the day. We got, did you finally get your trivia because it was your turn? I got trivia, yep. All right, so we have our trivia. And Vinny, do you want me to hit the sounder for trivia? No, oh, I okay. can do it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on today. I, I didn't know if you got uh, Harold out of the way. I already did. Harold right, was cool. out of the way right at the beginning of the show. All right, wonderful. All right, yeah, trivia, here we go. And our trivia, Big Man, is brought to you by Papa V and Curve Peel Landscaping. Get a hold of Papa V at CurvePeel419.com. All right, Big Brian, it's your turn for trivia. I threw one at you last week, which uh, I got you. I was so happy I got you. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. I should have looked that up. I, I, I intended on doing it and throwing it at you, and, yeah, I snoozed, and yeah, it wasn't pretty. Got you on Brown's trivia. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> All right, I so still good. can't believe we franchised the kicker, by the way. Uh, uh, the best kicker in the NFL, by the way. Everybody yeah. can say it's Mort Anderson or whoever it is with a single handlebar or the one guy that toes it. No, no, no. Phil effing Dawson is the best yeah. kicker in the NFL. You probably would have won us at least one more game this past season. That's for sure. Probably four. Could have been a couple without a doubt. <laughs> Now he's a head coach down in Texas. 
It wasn't wasn't it his son that got like chewed out by was it Trent Dilfer or something on the sidelines? Probably. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got one for you here. Now you're gonna have to follow me a little bit. Um, oh boy. And well, just because there's some clarifying that needs to be done because it's not just completely straightforward. So uh, Matt Stafford this past year won the Super Bowl. He became the second starting quarterback to win a Super Bowl that was drafted number one overall since 2000. Uh So of the last 21 drafts, the last 21 first overall picks, only two starting quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl. So give me the other one. Gotcha. And there was one that wanted as a backup. So if you can give me that guy that wanted as a backup, that'll be bonus points. What is, what is okay. All right. I think I got it. Okay. I got the backup. Oh, nice. Oh, look at this guy coming and swinging with yeah. his. <laughs> Can't say it. David Carr, the backup. You got it. Look at this guy. Look at this well, guy. Well, I mean, do you want right. to? Get it out of the way now, if uh, or you want to save your answer till the end? Oh, we can get it out of the way now. Might as well, so that way we can have the whole show to have fun with. So yeah, if you know if you know what you're gonna guess. I, I'm gonna guess Eli Manning. There you go. Nice. So that's I. That was the only one that came to mind right out of the gate was Eli because I know that yep. he got drafted by San Diego. Dylan goes because of Philip Rivers, and they traded him to New York. So that okay. was the only catch up I had. On that question, because I didn't know if he was, I figured, I thought he was first overall, but with the trade to the Giants and everything else, I wasn't for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. You guys want to do a double bonus playing off that one? There was oh. one other player. He was a non quarterback who won the Super Bowl, drafted number one overall. We can save this one for the end if you want. Offensive lineman? You tell me. No, no, is it an offensive lineman? You tell me. You, Fisher? There you go. Hey! You got it. What's his first name? Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher. There you go. Good job, Patty. I didn't know that one. Where did he play college ball? Uh, Western Michigan? Central Michigan? Did he play like at Eastern Michigan or Western Michigan? There you go. You guys are all over. Yep. Central, Central Michigan. Michigan. Marquette? He was, he was a Chippewa. Okay. Hey, you know what the great thing is? I feel like a winner now because up next we got my cousin Vinny's word of the day. Oh boy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And he is writing like paragraphs down over here. No we're doing this. Just paragraphs. Let me bring up <laughs> let me bring up the uh the banner with the uh, new music that I got for Vinny. All right. Let me where's that at? I got Okay. And we are back. Uh, my cousin Vinny's Word of the Day is not sponsored, so if you'd like to sponsor us, please get a hold of us. Hopefully, Marion's Webster's Dictionary will. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. All right, so give us give us the word. Come on. I know you're writing down right. paragraphs here. Come on. All right, here it goes. Let me make sure I got my volume up. Let's make sure. All right, here it goes. Today's Word of the Day. Archetype. Archetype. Not architect. Not architect. Archetype. Archetype. So, 
Arkansas. <laughs> you should just see the look that Big Man had. I was like, <laughs> just making this stuff up at this point. There's no I, way this works. Hey, I think it's a Pokemon. I think he's just using Pokemon <laughs> names and just screw with us right now. I can see that. Sure. Like an Aerodactyl. There you see? go. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I know these after it, so many years? There it is. Right there. I can't even do this. Thundercats. How about? <laughs> okay. So, archetype. Is it A, relating to or resembling a tempest b behaving in a bad way c hard to understand or d someone or something that is seen to be in a perfect example or like an original pattern all right bonus bonus question on the fact what the hell is a tempest cool huh Dude, look that look that one up and tell me after we get a break here. <laughs> You're fooling me now with other shit. All right, boys. We'll get to that at the end of the show. We'll save that one for the end of the show. So hopefully somebody can help us out here in the comments and let us know what it is. <laughs> oh, I could shut that off for you. Yeah, you, you can't. <laughs> That's the best thing about it. At least I can see it. These two knuckleheads can't. <laughs> All right. So we hit on it a little bit. We got the the uh, MLB is back, guys. Uh, Guardians are going to be playing baseball. They actually came to terms. There's a lot of new rules going to be happening this year and next year. Universal DH, expanding the playoffs, a whole bunch of other stuff. So we're not going to get into detail about that because uh, the Browns news has taken over. Uh, also, I didn't write this down on there, so don't click on anything. Oh, okay. Uh, Cavs won last night in overtime against the Clippers. A much-needed win for the Cavs. Very nice. And I'm telling you what, if Evan Mobley is not the rookie of the year, I don't know who is because this is BS. Playing the five spot, scored 30 points last night, and just ball it out. Him and Darius Garland put on a show last night. Wow. So, Evan Mobley, real deal for us. And I'm just so excited to be a Cavs fan. It finally hit on one of the – we got two we hit on, Bri. Two yeah. picks finally hit on. Yep. So, and they're having fun. So, congratulations, Cavs. You guys are still in the hunt for the a playoff spot plus a playing game. You guys – everybody's kind of bunched up there at the bottom. I think Miami – I don't even know who the hell is in It'd charge. It'd be nice to get – right now I think they're the sixth seed, and they're maybe only a game up on uh, Toronto for the seventh seed. So, if – if Toronto can pass us, that puts us in the play-in tournament. So hopefully they can stay one of the top six seeds. And preferably for me, I would like to be like the five seed or who knows, maybe even the four seed. Because right now, as a six seed, we'd be playing um, uh, Philly. So that, I would not be too excited about playing Philly and Harden and Embiid. But um, Why? Yeah, a whole lot of season left. Harden's a head case. They'll get hurt before the playoffs. <laughs> If yeah, you, just for the Cavs making the playoffs, I think, you know, without LeBron being there, I think that's a win in itself. For sure. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Also, uh, I have not put it up here. The madness and mayhem has begun. March madness is here. We have the brackets. Everybody's doing a bracket. Big man's got a bracket challenge going. Brian, if you want to get on that and talk some shit to him, because I'm pretty sure he's all chalk because he looks like a chalk yeah. kind of guy. Defending champ, of course. Challenge. You can look it up publicly on ESPN. 
Okay, we'll we'll have the link in our stuff too. So, uh, what are you laughing at? Oh, there's you, Fatty. Oh, what I said, we're going to put the link up in our show. Okay. Oh, Mm -hmm. there is a delay. (laughs) Wow. Okay, I didn't realize there's that much of a delay. Man, I guess the uh, broadband from uh, Cleveland to Kentucky is a little bit. uh... Yeah. There it is. There's a down button. All right. <laughs> so, uh, March Madness, we got, we got the uh, number one seeds is Gonzaga. Oh, my Lord. Baylor. Kansas. Kansas. Um, and Arizona. 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 Uh, obviously, none of them are going to win because they all suck. So, <laughs> um, it, March Madness is a crapshoot anyways. And watching some of these tournament games over the weekend with my dad, like watching Vatek do what they did, the ACC. Like, yeah. on, just lighten them up from outside. And then, then my dad made the wonderful joke. We were sitting there watching them um, play North Carolina. He goes, how is Vatek winning? I'm like, I don't know, Dad. Like, I honestly don't know because they all look the same size now. Like, before watching, like, the early 90s and stuff like that, you can tell who the point guard was. Because on the mm-hmm. sheet, it said he's 6'2", but he's really 5'7". And I'm sitting here looking at everybody now, and everybody's just like even with each other. It's like, all right, so who's playing center? Uh, okay, nope, I don't Doesn't know. Matter. I don't know. Which everybody is just everywhere. But they got <laughs> what? They got this little sniper. I don't even know what the kid's last name is, but man, he just came out on fire and just started chucking up threes everywhere. I was like, go ahead, bud, just snipe him out. Oh yeah, they, so, they could be. Uh, they could be. Uh... A uh, sneaky little Sweet Sixteen team to make a run because I think they have Texas and Purdue. So I wouldn't be too too shocked if they made it a couple games. And since Sidcheck doesn't listen to our show, Texas sucks too. So you know, <laughs> I can just start hating on everything. Did Texas, Texas, did they win the uh, the Big Twelve or maybe they lost in the championship game? I can't remember. No, I think they won on the Big Twelve. Uh, I just won a Big Twelve. James said, what's going on, big man? What's up, James? All right. So, boys, let's get into the uh, real meat and potatoes of this show uh, because the Browns news has been um, mind-numbing, crazy. Uh, let's first start out with the uh, news that Brian and I got this weekend. Uh, Amari Cooper signed. Well, not signed. We got him in a trade. We swapped, uh, what was it, six-round picks. They got a fifth. Right. Something yep. like that. So we took yeah. on his salary, $20 million. After this year, it's really not going to hit the cap. So if we need to restructure whatever we got to do with it, we can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel about Amari Cooper coming to Cleveland. Go ahead, big man. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I've been looking on ESPN, and ESPN grading that trade out for Cleveland like – not very good or just average. And in my opinion, you know, to give up a fifth round pick to uh, a top 10 receiver for sure um, is a definite win. It's an A plus grade for me for the Browns. Uh, yeah, we're painting the 20 million. Yes, we gave up a fifth round when he was going to be released, but who's to say he would have signed with Cleveland after he'd been released? It's the same, it's the same thing that we did with Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Yeah. And look how that worked out. Mm-hmm. I love it. Brian, you happy about Murray Cooper? 
Yeah, I'm not going to be unhappy about it. I mean, because anything the Browns did at wide receiver was going to be a positive, was going to be an upgrade. Um, I'm not 100% sold that that he's a great receiver. I think he's maybe top 20, top 25, something like that. I I don't see – I think him and Jarvis are – not their games aren't similar, but their talents are pretty similar because I think Jarvis is more of a – uh, over the middle type receiver and Cooper can stretch the field a little more and maybe do a little bit more than Jarvis can, but I don't see you getting a huge upgrade going from Jarvis to Amari Cooper, but for a fifth round pick, heck yeah, why not do it? If you got the salary cap to, to waste, I mean, for a fifth round pick, that's a tremendous trade. Well, and also I think this is kind of a prove it thing for Amari Cooper, uh, you know, especially with what happened to Dallas. It's not that he did bad Dallas, but, Dallas has got drafted well. They had C.D. Lamb, who they drafted, who's showed really promise. And, you know, it was a chance for them to get out of a bad contract they had for signing him for, you know, $20 million. But, I mean, this also solidifies us with a uh, wonderful wide receiver that we needed. And, you know, saves, right. you know, it, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, well, now pick number 13 up the air because I don't know if it will be a wide receiver. So you don't even know who they're going to pick now at 13. But the other news that came out after that is they told Jarvis to try to seek a trade. They even tried to restructure Jarvis's contract, everything else, but they ended up having to release Jarvis Landry. And I said it on the dog's table uh, when we had it. You know, I just want to thank Jarvis Landry for what he did for this team. And it wasn't anything major. I mean, yes, he was a great receiver here, but it was the behind-the-scenes stuff and the community stuff here in Cleveland with his turkey drives, everything he did for the community here and all that stuff, you know, just want to say once again, thank you Jarvis for all you've done here for Cleveland, especially, you know, especially the viral tape there at uh, hard knocks. I mean, just hearing that as a Cleveland fan, just, I mean, it sends chills because I feel like we needed that just to wake up the Cleveland Browns. And it was nice to hear it come from a guy like Jarvis. How do you guys big, big Brian, how do you feel about Jarvis being released? Yeah, it, it sucks um, because he was a fan favorite. He was kind of the uh, start of us changing the culture <laughs> in Cleveland, and he had a lot to do with that. And like you said, you can't you can't thank him enough. But I think at the end of the day, it was kind of a mutual splitting. I think the Browns did not want to pay him that fifteen million dollars because his production has not been there to earn a $15 million contract, even if it's for one year. And I think Jarvis, you know, Jarvis probably didn't want to be here a whole lot anymore. Uh, You know, Odell left, got a championship ring. Jarvis, his best years were in Miami. He didn't have a great season here in Cleveland. Um, So he's probably, you know, sick of hearing people saying that he's over the hill and he's not a great receiver anymore and he wants to prove people wrong. And he just doesn't think that Cleveland is the place for him to do it because he's had good years. Um, and last year he dealt with a little bit of injury, but um, but he just – his best years were in Miami, like I said. So he wants to see – and I think the teams are talking about him going to are uh, Kansas City. Lord, if he goes to Kansas City, look out. With Pat Mahomes as quarterback and – you know, the Saints, I think, were another one, and, and that's a very strong organization. And I don't know if they look to get rid of Michael Thomas. I think uh, he could step into their number one receiver role there. So I think it's just both 
both sides are looking for a fresh start. It would be nice to keep him for, you know, six, seven, eight million dollars, but that's just not very realistic because, you know, he, he just he was looking for a fresh start somewhere. So we love him. We thank him for his leadership. It's gonna be hard to replace that, but uh but I think it was best for both both sides there. What about you, big man? I mean I can't agree with you guys more. What Jarvis did in Cleveland was, you know, nothing short of amazing to me as far as what he done off the field. I mean, his on-field production, it was there in some seasons. Then, like Big Bryce said, he was injured some last year. He hasn't had the greatest season. But then I look at these these other receivers that are signing in this year's uh, free agency. Christian Kirk got 18 million a year and you're going to tell me Jarvis isn't worth 14 15 million I mean for what he done I think he's worth it I understand what you know what Cleveland was doing and they had to go away from that I understand that but uh just just to see what these other cats are getting and for us to have to release him for 15 million it's kind of disheartening a little bit yeah, I, I wish we could restructure. I thought they were going to restructure after everything. You know, at least give them the swan song here in Cleveland and be like, hey, all right, yeah. we know we can't do the 15, but why don't we guarantee at least like $9 million for you and we'll work out something on the back end of it for you and let you finish out here in Cleveland, you know, with Amari and then go from there. But, you know, that's the business of the business. And the other thing that came out today, uh, we had to ask J.C. Treader. Um, another thank you to him playing hurt all the time. The man is a trooper. The man never came off that field unless he was, it was serious. I mean, for him to just get through the week, just to play the games on Sunday had to be unreal. Uh, he was definitely a true Superman here for Cleveland. And, you know, there, there's another thank you. Uh, you know, most of the time we don't get these, Bri, you know, especially saying thank you for being here. Thank you for doing what you did for us. I mean, there's two stellar guys right there that we do have to say thank you for because J.C. Treader, I should have been a pro bowler all around, just great guy, great for this team, and great for this locker room also, I think. So, big man, what do you think about J.C. Treader being cut? I mean, I think the writing was on the wall with him. Uh, Nick Harris is his replacement. Nick Harris, is, you know, the, the Browns are really high on him. Uh you know, of course, it was a salary cap issue, but, you know, J.C. Treader, he was another linchpin in Cleveland for the last five years. He's been, you know, he's been a very big part of that offensive line. Um, it sucks to see him go, but, you know, this is a business, guys. So, you know, you if you can get a cheaper player at a, you know, and, and still get the same production, you got to do it. Yeah, this is, it sounds this is, like they like Nick Harris a lot, so I think this might be the reason why yeah. this happened. You know, younger right. version, you know, you're just going younger at that position. So, Brian, how do you feel about it, bud? Yeah, they're, I, I think they have confidence in Harris, they're comfortable with him taking over. Um, he seems to have done pretty well, uh, filling in for injured treader or an injured guard, uh, when we ask upon him. So, I think they're they're comfortable with that, but I think, 
like big man said, I think this is a salary dump. And I think this is um, maybe the first time that I can remember in a very long time, the first off season that the Browns have had issues with the cap and yeah, no. <laughs> it just, it points to them being better. It points to them being yeah. a good team, you know, offering Miles Garrett $25 million a year in his second contract, you know, maybe Denzel Ward, giving him a bunch of money this year, this off season, uh, you know, so this is, this is what, uh, what good teams have to deal with. You cut these ancillary pieces, these secondary guys that, uh, you know, are maybe a little bit past their prime and only have one or two good years left. So like you said, it, it sucks to see him go, especially with him and Landry both going within, within the last couple of days, you know, that's a lot of leadership that this, this team, this locker room is going to be missing. So you just wonder how that's going to affect the team. You're going to need other guys. Like I said, Miles Garrett, you're going to need him to step up and be a leader. And and you're going to have to get that from other guys now. But, yeah, as far as Treader, you know, we thought maybe he might uh, retire this offseason or at best have one or two good years left. So not a huge surprise, but it still hurts. Like you said, he was a warrior. He played. He started every single game for the last five years for the Browns. And, you know, he dealt with a lot of injuries and, and he gutted it out and he gave us solid performance every single week. It seemed like. Did I ever tell you that on uh, twi- uh, Twitter, I had his dad actually mention me. Because, <laughs> you know, I just, I'm enamored by a guy that can be hurt all week and then magically show up and play on Sunday. Like, and there was no questions asked. Like he'd be sitting there on the bike throughout the week, and he'd be questionable. Be questionable. Never missed a game. Never missed a game. The dude was tough as nails. I mean, just, just the, you know, I'm gonna say it. It's, it's what time is it? Six three. I can say it. the ball sack on that guy to go out every week and just knowing that he's hurt, knowing that he doesn't feel good, and just going out and just playing like that is unreal. And you know. Big man's given the Wavo side. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, I honestly, I don't know if I could do it. I mean, Joe Thomas talked about how hard it was to come back from injuries, get through the week just to play on Sunday. You know, especially, you know, they have Thursday games now, Saturday games, Monday night games. He goes, just to get through those to play the next game was just the battle in itself. He goes, you feel 100% once you get to week one. And then after that, it's downhill, <laughs> you know, just – banged up and everything, but he did so much for Cleveland that, you know, can't thank him enough. Also, the Browns, go ahead. There, well, there's, I was just going to say there's no doubt uh, gutting it out week after week after week for an entire 16-17 game season. There's no doubt it takes years off of your career. We saw it with Joe Thomas, and we're seeing it with Treader. I mean, yeah, it would be nice for them to take a month off to nurse this injury and get back and only play 8, 12 games a season. But they're playing 16, and they're probably playing, you know, 11 or 12 of them really banged up. So, um, so yeah, maybe this is the Browns taking a page out of the Patriots book and uh, getting rid of a guy, getting rid of a guy a year too early rather than a year too late. Yeah. Well, also, speaking of the Patriots, we had a trade today. Mac Wilson has been sent to the New England Patriots for Michigan's own Chase. I think it's Wadovich. 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 The uh, the blonde Hercules is what I like to call him. Is that his nickname? No, I don't know what his nickname is. That's just where you tweet at him? 
there's there's other nicknames <laughs> I'd like to give him because he played for Michigan, but he's in the NFL now. So I, now he's proud. Now I got root for him. So I was going to call him Fabio. You know, just anything of that nature. But uh, I mean, you're giving up. What about back- Thor? Huh? Thor? No. What about Thor? No, Thor, because yeah. Right. No, because Thor's a badass, and he's from Michigan. He's not a badass. <laughs> well, right. He gets his ten sacks a season. He'll be a badass. I'll call him Thor all day. I'm all with right. you. Well, dang you too. All right, now you both, Brian. You Brian into you, Brian. Hey, you, he, you he's stole. a Cleveland Brown now, and he's happy to be in Cleveland based on his tweets. So uh, I know. I know he used to be a fan too. Well, it's probably because he hated Bill Belichick. I mean, who? T- <laughs> I mean, the rumors are it's not fun to fucking practice there. We all That's know true. it. <laughs> Seems to work out for other Michigan players leaving Bill Belichick. Michigan sucks. There it was. I was you're, waiting. For you're just gonna. You're just gonna pause the whole show till he came out I of was, that. I was just waiting for the awkward pause. <laughs> and and you know, what's gonna happen? Just let it. Just let it permeate, and just see what happened. I I didn't know. I'm just stating facts here. I know. By the way, um, there was another one says uh, James said, "Bry, man, you're blinding us with that shirt on. Please take it off." If he takes it off, oh, you, know, you want me to, I'll take my shirt off if you want me to. No, you do not want to see that grizzly bear. Put that thing sure. down. I'm, yeah, no. The wife shaved the back before our cruise. Yeah, but that was two weeks ago. That's true. That thing's probably heard now. Looks like a head of lettuce back there. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we can't do this show. God. <laughs> All right, so all right, back to Browns. Back to Browns. All right, they did sign a defensive tackle, Uh, Brian. I don't even know. I can't remember. Haven, Haven, Brian, Haven, Brian, former first rounder, kind of like what they did with uh, Tack McKinley. So a little flyer on this guy. How old is he? Twenty six. Sounds about right. Somewhere around that age, right? Florida. Perhaps a couple years ago. And then, what has taken fire today? And I am not going to give my two cents about it because I, I'm just I'm kind of over it. Uh, the Haslam's and the front office have flown down to Houston to speak with Deshaun Watson. Um, possible trade with the Houston Texans to get Deshaun Watson. Uh, what did your guys' take on it? Because this has been breaking. It's actually picked up a lot of steam now. So I guess there's like four teams that are looking into this. Saints, I hear the front runner. Um, but the Browns went down to throw in their hat and ring and their two cents. So I want to get your guys' feelings on it. Uh, let's go with go ahead, Big Bry. Well, why aren't, I'm curious why you aren't giving your two cents. Why don't you start us off? Let, I want to hear what you got to think about it. I, I I can just say I'm not happy with it. Um, and it's, it's a moral thing, not a player thing. Like, I understand he's a good okay. quarterback. I okay. get that. But it's just for me, you know, you had – you're about to mortgage more for picking up what you think is a franchise quarterback, what everybody thinks is a franchise quarterback. And I'm just still not completely sold on it because at that point in time, he has not played football in over a year now. Now, granted, it comes back. I get that. Also, at the point in time, he had DeAndre Hopkins on his team. He had a stellar team before they went to dumpster fire. I just, I'm not 100% sold 
on Deshaun Watson. I understand. I think he's good. I think he could be great. But I don't understand mortgaging the amount of picks and everything you have to give up to get him. So, so I mean, I guess it's kind of the elephant in the room, and, and I'm sure we're all on the same page here. Like, his off-the-field stuff is unexcusable, unacceptable. Nobody wants to deal with that if he's your quarterback. Um, you know, it, it kind of gives you the icky feeling, um, you know, just knowing – potentially what he did now he hasn't been convicted of anything but okay so taking that off the table let's just talk football football wise if he was an angel and and he can play you know potentially 10 15 years for you you still think you know giving up two three first round picks that's too much right now no but you also got to throw the baggage with it you can't just go football player with it anymore brian the baggage well, comes with it. i mean if he if he deals with a six game or eight game suspension after that, you know it's going to be past him football wise. So, I mean, let's so you wouldn't that six game, seven eight game suspension would deter you from trying to trade for him. My biggest thing is the number twenty two, Bry. That's my biggest thing. If I, it was, I totally, and, and if that's your if that's your stance. Definitely a hundred percent. I won't fight you on that at all. That's I'm saying that. as a football player, or, or you're you're telling me you can't get past that. I can't get past that. The reason okay. why I can't get past that, Brian, if it was one, maybe two, maybe three, maybe I could get past it. Twenty-two people aren't lying here. It's twenty-two, Brian. And at that point in time, at that point in time, with twenty-two. And I said this to a few other people that I'm not going to mention. I talked to them. It's like getting his. I got word this right, so it doesn't kind come of up. a family show. I, well, no, it's just it's like you know you somebody getting arrested, right? Let's just say mm-hmm. a high profile somebody getting arrested, and you think everything's all comfy cozy, and it's only it's only three people, only four. Then the snakes under the bed come out, and it's more than four. I'm worried there's more behind this, and I'm not saying they couldn't do anything criminally to him. He's in a civil suit. He's passed all that stuff. I get it. I'm not there. I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm just going by what has been presented with 22 civil cases against him, okay? And if everybody wants to say it's a money grab, that's fine. Money grab is three, four, five, six, not 22. There's something there. There's a red flag there. And for this front office and for this team to sit there and preach culture and tough, smart, and accountable doesn't seem well with me. It doesn't sit well with me. And you know something? He's probably going to be the starter for your Cleveland Browns. I'll root for the Browns. Am I going to root for that guy? Probably not. I just can't do it morally because I got to look at my kids and try to explain to my kids how that works. You know, I'm a parent too. I'm a person. I'm a parent. If any of us, any of us were in that situation, would you still have your job, Bri? No, no. I mean, yeah. Do you still have your job? No, probably not. No. Would you be put on a predator's list? Of course. Sure you would. That's where I draw the line. That's that's the thing. 
And I'm not saying he's guilty. I'm not saying he's guilty. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody else is. I mean, in the eyes in the eyes of the public, everybody, especially on Twitter, everybody throwing stones at him before. We don't know nothing about it. And I don't right know now. I mean, I just don't want to touch it. it. It's so dirty. I don't want to touch it. I agree with you there. Uh, but I also got a lot of trust in the Brown brain trust. I mean, you did say that it was just the Haslam that, that flew down there. It, so if this think, is just think, the Haslam's. I think it was the Haslam's and Andrew Berry, but nobody knows for sure who actually went down with that. Now, nobody's going to argue that the Browns front office and their brass are not intelligent. You got Ivy oh, Leaguers in there. They're intelligent. Do you really think that they would be stupid enough to bring in a guy unless they didn't do all the homework that they did? Plus, I look at the whole grand jury thing. They didn't indict him on nothing. From what I've heard, from what I've heard, grand juries will, will indict a ham sandwich. Um, I get j- that. Just from what I'm hearing. I'm not that. saying that he's guilty or he's not. I'm just saying in the eyes of the public right now, he's guilty until proven innocent. And I think that's just wrong. Yeah. Um, I mean, go ahead. You can finish your thought. Oh, no. On a football. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, if we're talking pure football, I mean, yes. Well, it's an upgrade. I get that. But guess what, Bri? It's not just football on this one. There's a little bit more to it. That's that's But you got to ask yourself, do do you guys trust the front office of the Browns? Up to this point, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, if, if they're comfortable in it, Maybe they know something that we don't. I'm not saying that he's guilty or, or he's not guilty. I'm just saying right now he's being perceived guilty, and that's totally wrong. Um, right. I'm with you, Fatty. The whole 22, you know, 22 different women came out against him. Yeah, that that bothers me a little bit. Um, but the grand jury not indicted him, you know, that's telling me there there's not enough evidence. So if if this all blows over and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to pay nothing in, you know, civil sword, civil court or anything like that. If everything- and we miss out on a chance. And he goes and wins the Super Bowl with, say, Carolina or something like that. But- We're going to be kicking ourselves in the ass. Okay, guys, I hear you on that, and I understand. But at that point in time, one, we don't know for sure what's going on. Right. Second, second of all, you sit there, you say about going to Carolina, winning the Super Bowl and all that stuff. We don't even know if he can play right now because of everything that's, going on. They don't. We that's don't true know too. Suspension's going to be because there is going to be a suspension. There has to be a suspension. We don't know if it's going to be a full season, a eight game suspension. He sat out all last year. They wouldn't even touch him last year. They wouldn't even bring him into practice last year. So this is there is football wise. Yes, he is an so, upgrade over our quarterback. He is. I'm not saying he's not because he's proven that he's an upgrade over our quarterback. Yeah. But do you want to bring that kind of baggage to Cleveland? That's what you got to live with as a fan, as a front office, as everything else, because we don't know yet. And the part that we don't know scares me. So one, me one other thing. I, no, no, go no, ahead, no. Big Rod. Let me no. bring this back to what this is. We are a sports podcast. We are not a morality podcast. I'm not telling you you have to root for Deshaun Watson. If you tell me if the Browns trade for Deshaun Watson, I'll never watch another Browns game again. 
that's fine by me. I totally get it. I understand. Um, and I haven't really made up my mind, uh, you know, on that morality front right now. I, I, I don't feel good about it or anything like that, but I'm not going to tell you that, you know, there are plenty of people that said, man, the Brown side cream hunt. I'm not happy about him as a person. You know, the Browns have had plenty of scumbags play for their team in the years. Oh, I'm past. not saying they haven't. I'm not saying they haven't. But have and, you- and we don't even know half of it. I mean, oh, I there are guys on the practice squad that have probably done things twice as bad as this. And I'm not trying to justify what he's done here, but I'm just saying, you know, me as a sports fan, I'll judge it based on, him as a sports player, as a football player, because, you know, if I decide down the line that, Hey, this guy's too greasy for me. I just, I can't root for this guy. And this is the same thing that Pittsburgh Steelers fans had to deal with, with Ben Roethlisberger. So you're going to come to that point as your fandom, like, Hey, either I'm rooting for the Browns. I'm rooting for their quarterback. If it happens to be him, or you say, you know what? I'm out. I can't root for the Browns anymore. And people have done that. And if that's you, God bless you. I, I don't know if that's going to be me. I don't really know. But, but just looking at, at the Browns quarterback situation for the last 20 years, we haven't had a franchise quarterback in 20 years. We're as desperate as an NFL franchise can be for a quarterback. So if you're asking me, not looking at the off the field stuff, I'll let the front office deal with that. If they're comfortable with it, God bless them. Let them do what they want. Let them handle that. Grasping me just based on a football player. Um, yeah, I don't see how you aren't ultra aggressive to try to get this guy in here. But, you know, if he's suspended for six or eight games, that's not a huge deal to me. Um, you know, you if, if all turns up green, you could get 10, 12, 15 years out of them. So I'm not worried, too worried about missing half a season. Kind of like with the MB, MLB uh, lockout. I'd have lost this whole season to get a salary cap. Yeah. I'll sacrifice the short term so I can get a better product for 10, 15 years. But I mean, it, it's a tough conversation to have. Us being a sports podcast, I mean, I'm trying not to get into how you feel morally about what he's done and what he's been accused of. But um, that's a conversation that a lot of people have to have with themselves. And if you've had it already, God bless you. Well, I mean, here's, here's another question back to you. Okay. You're down looking at Deshaun Watson. We're taking everything else out of it. Now we're going Mm -hmm. back to sports. You're down talking to Deshaun Watson. That means you just spit in the face of Baker Mayfield. Okay. Sean Watson has no trade clause. What if he doesn't come to Cleveland? That well, like, big Watson, man, like big man said, it's a, it's a, it's a business. If you I tell Baker Mayfield that Sean Watson's a lot better than you, we're going to go talk to him because you didn't do your job last year. I, you say spit in his face. I say, we're looking, you didn't do your job. And this okay. is your fault that we're put in this position. Okay. So what I think fatty trying, what I think fatty trying to say though, they are a cold maker. They're the ones that paraded him out there injured every day for the last 10 weeks of the season. Every day. They're the ones that paraded him They didn't him out force there. him to go out there. They didn't force him to go out there. Okay. You really, so, think, one, they, you really think they didn't force him to go out there? No. You think Baker said, hey, coach, I'm not playing this week, and Stefanski says, the hell you aren't. Get out there, son. 
All right, bud. I, if that's what you I mean, mean, Antonio Brown didn't get forced either. <laughs> I just the way I see it, I just see it's. And it's not even a spit in the face, but you're sitting there at the combine and say Baker's our starting quarterback in 2022. This is what's right. going to happen. Okay, and I told you, don't believe it. I understand. I get that. Nobody believes it. I get that. But you went out and you said it. Now you're talking to Deshaun Watson, all right? So you've already burned the bridge with Baker Mayfield. It's done. He's not coming back here, period, all right? So now if this Deshaun Watson doesn't work out, they're going to come back and be like, well, you're under contract. You're going to play for a year. No, I'm not. You can put me on a different team. You can trade me. Then what are you going to do? So now we're back in quarterback purgatory again. What are we going to find? Jameis Winston? We're going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, what are you thinking? Like, are you, are you sure Baker's better than Winston and Garoppolo? Uh, let's see here. Garoppolo can't play an entire season because he gets hurt. Jameis made it Winston. to the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Winston passed for 5,000 yards. <laughs> I'm just – I'm telling you, I don't think – I, you think Baker's better than than the other guys that we can get, and I think we can get a guy just as good as Baker. You know, I think I think James a healthy Winston, Baker, there you go. I think a healthy Baker can be Jameis Winston or Jimmy Garoppolo. An injured Baker, no. I mean, when you're six foot, you get injured a lot. <laughs> well, when you're Jimmy G, you get injured a lot. Right, right, and that's what I'm saying. You know, I don't think the drop-off – I don't think many people, many, like, NFL people would tell you that there's a big difference between Baker and Jimmy G. Yeah, I would agree with that assessment. My last real thing about the whole Deshaun Watson thing real quick is I think it was kind of funny how – all this stuff, all these allegations came out right after he requested to be traded with Houston too. Part of me, you know, and I'm just trying to be trying to be a conspiracy theorist. Part of me is saying, you know, that don't sound right. That don't look right. 22 different women come out against him. Somebody had to be behind some of this, I think. Oh. Yeah, Maybe I just run conspiracy out, but I, that's just me. Thankfully, that that's not for us to decide. Um, but like yeah. I said, everyone has to make up their mind at some point whether, hey, I'm okay with it. I can root for them on Sundays, or I'm out. Uh, I'm not watching the Browns anymore. So th- that that's your own personal decision. A lot of it for me comes down to I trust our uh, Browns brass up until this point so far. Uh, and I'm going to continue to do so right now. So if they do bring in Deshaun, hopefully we don't pay too much for him if if we do get him. And we'll just see how, you know, the cards fall. Well, I'm, I'm with you guys. Like, I, their, their picks and everything else that they have done, like, I've been completely on board with. Like, I understand Jarvis. I understand J.C. Treader. I understand all this. This is the only question mark I've had throughout a lot of stuff. And it was like, okay, I'm not understanding this. Like I, this is what's not getting in my head because you still have to trade for this. All right. It's not a done deal. He still has to say, I want to go to Cleveland because he can go, I don't want to go to Cleveland. All right. And also Houston has to accept the trade and they've came out and said, they don't want players. They want picks. So at that point in time, you're giving up probably three first round picks plus a baggage on the back end of that. 
for a Deshaun Watson. I'm not saying that it's not the right move. It's not the right choice or anything else. But it's not the way the Browns have done business so far. You know what I mean? Like, it's not – their pattern hasn't been that way to go like that. It's been, all right, well, this guy is dropped in our lap. We're, we're going to take this guy to draft. Or we're going to be smarter through free agency and get Tag McKinley and Dave Aaron Clowney and do this way, do a two-stud. We're going to do this and get older defensive tackles and do this. This is uncharacteristic right here, and especially with the private jet flying down to talk to Deshaun Watson. At that point in time, why did you need to meet him in person? Is it because you wanted to look in his face to see if he's right, everything's good to go, he can be a player? Or is it the fact that you want to sit in front of him, grill him to make sure that this is on the up and up, and you come out on the other side of it and not look like a fool? What I would say to that is uh, is desperate times call for desperate measures. And this time last year, we had Baker Mayfield. We had Odell Beckham. We had Jarvis Landry. Like Michael Wilbon said today on BTI, the Browns thought they were good for 10 years at this point last year. And now it's gone completely south. Landry's gone. Beckham polishing his championship ring. And... Baker Mayfield looked like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league last year. So the Browns are desperate right now. The Browns know they have talent on their team, but they need a quarterback to facilitate that. And I think, to be honest, I think uh, I think Deshaun Watson coming to Cleveland is a long shot. I'd be very shocked if Deshaun Watson ever makes it to Cleveland. I think right now we're his fourth choice. Um, but the question is, what do the Browns do the Browns have told us as fans that Baker Mayfield is not good enough. We are seeking something better than Baker Mayfield. They've admitted it now, regardless of what they say in their press conferences. So what do they do after Deshaun Watson gets traded to a different team? Do they continue to pursue those other choices? Or do they come back to Baker and say, oh, man, we're sorry. We are just doing our due diligence. And no, I, I don't I, know what that is. But obviously, they've moved on for Baker. I mean, that's cold cut and clear now. Like, that's Baker is not their future. After this year, Baker is not going to be a Cleveland Brown, no matter what happens. Because even if they do come back with their tail between their legs saying, Baker, I'm sorry, it was just due diligence, all that stuff, the price tag that Baker's going to want to just stay in Cleveland, you got to be kidding me. He's going to look at him and laugh. They'll be like, oh, we'll pay you $35 million. You guys, no, no, no. You're going to pay me $55 million. Nope. We're not going to do that. All right, I'm hitting free agency. See ya. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it, it, right now the that line has been drawn, and there's Baker Mayfield is done for the Cleveland Browns. We might have watched the last snap of Baker Mayfield here in Cleveland, and I really do believe that. But also, uh, quarterback starting quarterback jobs in the NFL are hard to come by. So, if would he is he so stubborn? that he would want out of Cleveland to go be a backup somewhere else? I don't know. I mean, like I was thinking today, right now, could you get a third-round pick for Baker Mayfield? You know, what What did uh, What did the Colts get for Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz numbers are better than Baker's. What did the could Colts give a- up for Carson Wentz? Right. Well, right. Yeah. But so after they gave up on him, who the knows? Eye I mean, the beholder, Bri. It's the eye of the beholder. Well, and that's why one of the teams that was talked about being interested in him was Tampa Bay because Bruce Arians still liked him from uh, scouting him in college. And 
obviously, well, maybe, who knows? Maybe they try to trade for him and, and groom him as the heir apparent to Tom Brady. I don't know. You might get a third rounder out of him. Like, it's just crazy. Like, this is this is where we're at the offseason, that, you know, we're at this point. It's, it's, it is football, Bri, but it's more than football. And I understand that we are a sports podcast, but there is other things that have to bring up with this. Because if you don't, then it's not real. It, it, and it's just, and I like, big man, I get it. I get it. It's, it's a weird number. It's an odd number. You never know what the heck happens, but it's just, there's so much unknown of this right now that once we find out right. what the is, it might be different. But for right now, what we do know is it's 22. That's the number, 22. All I'm saying is I trust the Browns front office. Uh, so if the Browns front office is comfortable bringing in Deshaun, then I'm comfortable with it as well. Um, that's that's my stance on it right now. If, if the Browns prove to be wrong and all this comes out and he's raped 22 different women, then the whole front office needs to be fired and they need to release Deshaun. Uh, but as of right now, I mean – He's innocent till proven guilty. So the other, if, if the – go ahead. And the other thing that bothers me about it is I'm still a little bitter about Josh Gordon. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like, we've been through this already with Josh Gordon. And granted, everybody can say, well, it was just weed. It was just weed. It was drinking. He was drunk before. There was more than that. There was so much more than that. But we backed that guy because he actually played for it. We backed that guy. The Haslam's backed that guy. We got him into rehab. We took care of him. We did everything else. And what did he do? Spit on us on the way out. He's out of football now. All right? It's it's baggage like that that makes me feel uncomfortable as a Browns fan. And it's not that the football is going to happen, but I can sit there and watch the pass happen and be like, man, that was a great pass, number four. But I'm probably going to go, hey, nice catch, 19. Good hands. Good hands. I'm not going to go... For the guy, the other guy, it's it's hard. It's a hard, hard conversation and a very hard thing to talk about. And that's sure. why it's it's just it's, man, it's just it's yeah. a weird thing. It's a weird situation. It, it really is. It's it's very weird. I mean, but if you're looking at it as as a football standpoint, I agree with Bry. I mean, and and just the fact that this is a business, you can't let your emotions get with it. You know, you can't let your emotion get the best of you on it. You got to make a smart business decision, a smart football decision. And the smart football decision is for the Browns to do their due diligence. I'm not saying bringing him in. Because oh, yeah. if it's going to cost – if they're going to have to sell the farm to get him, I'm not with that. So, uh, with Josh Gordon, you know, obviously we knew he had issues uh, before we drafted him. But we got him in the supplemental draft. I think we took him in the second round. So giving up a second round pick is significant. But um, if we're going to be trading three first round picks and maybe a player or another draft pick on top of that, yeah, I'm with big man. I trust the Browns front office is smart enough. If you're going to make that type of giant investment in one player, you're going to turn over every single leaf. And, And so yeah, I mean, the fact that they flew down there, they knew this day was coming, so they've probably done a lot of research into this matter already. Um, so the fact that they flew down there, 
kind of tells me that they're they would be comfortable uh, making making a move because, you know, maybe not three first round picks, but if you're not willing to give up at least two, why are you even making the trip? So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it unfolds. Honestly, like I said, I don't think we'll have to really deal with that moral conundrum as Browns fans, but uh, if we do, then. It's going to be hard because sports is something that we all enjoy. It's a way to get away from real life. And, uh, you know, if you got that in the back of your mind, it's going to be it's going to be hard to root for them, regardless of who you are. All right, boys. I know this conversation has taken up a lot. I knew this conversation was going to take up a lot. I, I didn't mean for it to take up a lot, but we do have to finish our show up here. So we got to get into Fat Boy Tuesday. And for our Fat Boy Tuesday, we are doing St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day is on Tuesday? Thursday. 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 You haven't even hit the sounder yet, have you? No, I'm kind of waiting. I'm waiting on you. I know. It is. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right, boys. We are here at Fat Boy Tuesday, all right? One of our favorite segments. We love it. Uh, also, I found out that Mr. Beast has been cooking corned beef for four days, oh, yeah. four straight days for <laughs> Fat Boy Tuesday. And if you want an Irish bar to go to, to get you some Jameson, some uh, Bushmills, some Telemore Dew, some Killians, some uh, Guinness, head over to Mr. Beast and get some of their corned beef because their corned beef is the bomb. Because not everybody can wait in line for four hours at Slimans to get a corned beef sandwich, right? Crazy. So, <laughs> Big Man, you have never been up here for St. Patty's Day? No, I have not. We are going to have to invite you up here for St. Patty's Day because it's got to be, it's really got to be like top five in the nation for St. Patty's parties. They have a parade. They have everything else. The food is just everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Any place that is open. We went to, I think it was Third base, third base or third stop. They're on um, ninety and West One Thirtieth, somewhere around there. There's a bar out there. They opened up at five o'clock in the morning. Hmm. Wow! And every hour on the hour, it was twenty five cent Killians, and wow. they would raise up twenty five <laughs> cents all the way up until. Let's put it this way: I was puking by eleven o'clock. Um, <laughs> It was it was a very early St. Patty's Day for this guy, but then I went back out later and got some corned beef. So, but I mean, up here St. Patty's Day is amazing. So I want to get your guys' take on St. Patty's Day coming up. What kind of food do you guys like? Because you got to go with the corned beef and cabbage here in Cleveland, right? So let's go with my cousin Vinny hasn't talked in a while. My cousin Vinny, what about you, buddy? How how am I the only one that's in green on the show today? Knowing that St. Patty's Day is right around. My bad. Uh, so many people in blue. I, you know, I'm Irish too. Black, but I'm not going to lie. I had oh, a rough man. weekend, and my green shirt does not fit anymore. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, by the way, another shout out. You remember uh, Nate Weiler at the Freeze, that little uh, ice cream shop that I was telling you guys about with a huge ass burger? Yeah. Yeah. We stopped there this weekend. I was there bad. Anyway. I was bad. I'll tell. You. He made probably one of the best burgers I've ever had. Swiss, American, bacon. So shout out to Nate Weiler and the Freeze. But go back to go on, go back to Fat Boy oh, Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So St. Patty's Day. Um, I know Razzles does a really good spread yeah, do too, too. 
over there if you're uh, more on the on the west side of things. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I used to go there all the time. We used to get uh, uh, corned beef, hash, you know, the whole nine yards. Oh, yeah. I know he'll do a good spread. Um, what was the overall question, though? <laughs> I mean, just what is St. Patty's Day to me? Yeah. yeah. Irish foods, what kind you of, what? Uh, what are you indulging? I, well, Jameson. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wrong with that. Jameson. Picklebacks. Picklebacks are always good, too. Picklebacks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know, if anybody knows of any good Reuben balls out there. Oh, yeah, that too. You know, one of the places I used to work at before, we had some amazing Reuben balls. And I used to eat them all the time, too, order them and stuff. Um, so, yeah, if there's anybody out there that has some some great Reuben balls, send a kick in here to the show. You know, let me know. Uh, I'd, I'd love to try your place and, uh, also if you guys, uh, Brian, have you been to local leprechaun here at Westlake? I no, I don't believe so. The food there is amazing. Yes, it is. And they make their own Irish beer. They have their own red blend, but also yes. you can get down with a Reuben pizza at these places. They got Reuben hmm. pizza. They got a corn. Oh, That's dude. A good idea. With the rye crust too. It's a rye bread crust. Ooh. Oh, I know, right? If it's an amazing day and stuff outside, too, like they got the, the doors in the very front of the building. They all open up and everything. It's a big, huge open area. Really amazing place, actually. We had a great time when we went, even I. All right. Brian, what about you? St. Patty's Day, buddy? Yeah, I shouted out uh, Sully's earlier, and they got something called a Reuben egg roll that uh, I think I've probably shouted out uh, earlier um, in a previous show, but that's my favorite. Um, favorite. Side to dip it in. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not even a huge uh, Reuben fan, but um, man, those are those are hard to beat. And then uh, another. Uh, Another Irish pub I'll shout out that I watch a lot of football games at that I've talked about here is the Hooli House, and they have something called – maybe you guys can tell me um, – what is Boxty? Anybody know? Not even a clue. Boxty. I think it's almost like a shepherd's pie or something, but um, yeah, maybe somebody listening can can let us know. But, yeah, that's a that's a common, Ital- or a common Irish dish that I've seen at – at these pubs. There we go. Shepherd's pie is the shit, though. Irish potato pancakes. Oh, it's potato pancakes. Oh, potato pancakes. All right, my oh, bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there corned beef in them or what? I think corned beef hash is in them. Some people make them that way. God, Irish now I'm excited about corned beef. I might have to go to Davis's yeah. tomorrow. I'm getting all excited. <laughs> There's a local deli by work, Davis's, that make a uh, Davis's deli and what is that, wood beer? Right? Off of Chagrin, yeah. Yeah, it's right off of Chagrin. They got some really good corned beef, and their sandwiches are named by the uh, the teams in town. So I always get the tribe, which is corned beef, pastrami, coleslaw with Thousand Island dressing on it. Oh, that's oh, yeah. Yeah. They mess, yeah. And you get a cookie and a pickle on the sandwich. It's like 11 bucks for the sandwich, and it's all wrapped up into one. You get a cookie and a pickle. <laughs> big, big man, what about you? What do you do on uh, St. Patty's Day? Well, you know, down here, there, there's really not a whole big 
Irish. There's not very many Irish pubs unless you go to Lexington. Um, but I know up in Lima, uh, they take they take St. Patty's Day pretty serious with the praise, and there's all kinds of Irish pubs up there. I can't remember any of them offhand. I think Mulligan's was one of them. Um, but just the whole – just the whole party of it. I mean, I love St. Patty's Day. It's, you know, give me an excuse to get drunk. And I mean, I'm not really need an excuse, but, <laughs> Look at that. Hey, but I mean, that take that. Look at this. I love that, cool. that rolls right into our top three. Vinny, why don't you oh, bring yeah. up the top three banner? Oh, yeah. Here it comes. All right, big man, you brought it up. Give me your top three drinking holidays. Well, number one's got to be St. Patty's Day. I mean, that, that's the best drinking day of the year. All right. Um, my number two, you want me to do all three, or do you want to yeah, go around go the table? Yeah, or yep, go ahead. My number two is 4th of July. I love the, you know, I love summer, fireworks. I mean, don't get me wrong, alcohol and fireworks do not mix. <laughs> but it's still a great time. Uh, the baby. whole barbecue. Very true. And, and then uh, my number three, which I think probably everybody's, is uh, New Year's Eve. All right. There it is. All right, Brian, we're swinging it back to you, bud. Okay. I'll start at three, and I'll say St. Patty's Day is actually my number three, and it, it probably depends on the stage of life I'm in. College, it probably would have been an easy number one, but um, I can't do those two pass out days anymore. I never got up super early, but uh, you know, crack a beer around nine or ten o'clock, and then you pass out about two or three. And like you said earlier, you go out for the nightcap. But um, back anymore, slap your face might, times. Yeah, right. Yeah, throw some water on. Geez, that's a Tuesday afternoon for juice up down here. <laughs> You can rally, maybe if you got to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just I mean, Thursday I might have a beer just for the sake of having a beer. But um, probably unless I get a uh, an invitation, I won't go out to a bar or anything. But so that's number three. Now I, I love it just because it kind of signifies the start of spring, the start of nicer weather here in Ohio. So uh, that that's primarily what I get most excited about, especially this Thursday is supposed to be 70 degrees. So go sit on a patio or something, have a beer. I mean, I'm all for that. So number three, number two is uh, New Year's Eve, um, especially with the addition of college football. Um, even though my shirt would indicate that I didn't have a great New Year's Eve this past year. Um, yeah, it, it's just, especially for me, because we don't do a whole lot New Year's Day. So I can really lay around and embrace the hangover and uh, don't have much going on, get whatever type of food I want. So that's number two. Number one for me anymore is um, the day before uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve. Um, and I kind of usually regret it. Thanksgiving Day, having a hangover till about two or three o'clock. Um, but you know, my family gets together, everyone's in town. So the last four five, six years, we've had a big cousin's party. I get to see family that I don't see much throughout the year. And we'll stay up till two, three o'clock in the morning, playing games, singing songs, doing whatever. So that's something that I, I've really learned to love and, and embrace over the years. 
he blames the trip oh the fan God. for for making the turkey you know yeah. fall asleep <laughs> oh my dad chimed in he said the problem with new year's eve is amateur night said your uncle wiggy <laughs> very true very true very, very true what's yeah. up dad Vinny, <laughs> uh, you all right yeah my top three uh actually it's like pretty much the reverse of uh a big man there uh my number three actually is independence day um my number two saint patrick's day and then my number one is New Year's Eve. You know, everybody ends up having that champagne toast, stuff like that, you know. So, hey, a little bit of alcohol if you haven't already been drinking way before that. Um, so, yeah, there's my top three. All right. Well, my number three, uh, I definitely do not have the 4th of July on mine because it's my wife's birthday. That's her day to get hammered. So <laughs> dad's got to behave that day. So she gets hammered on that day. But my number three, Cinco de Mayo. There you you can't go wrong with tequila, right. and margaritas, and just, hooray! you know, having a good time. All right. There's tequila <laughs> down right there. Yeah, there you go. All right. My number two, and it is after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving night, when everybody is gone, the adults can play, the kids are asleep, doing whatever, and the adults can actually have some time together. And just have some fun. That's a great time. All right. And I have a co one and two or number one, two at one. Obviously, St. Patty's Day. If you cannot do some picklebacks and have some fun on St. Patty's Day, there's something wrong with you. But my family, the way we always did it, Christmas Eve, we had okay. the entire family used to get together on Christmas Eve. All right. And I mean, the entire family, like, Second and third cousins kind of shit. Yeah. Get together on Christmas Eve. We have food cooked up. We have oysters. We have all sorts of stuff. Everybody's just there. We do a white elephant. We do all these games and stuff. And you're just there just visiting with family that you haven't seen for an entire year, but you're happy to see them. And just to let everybody know, Christmas Eve for my family was probably one of the best times that we had. It was just, it was chaos. It was a lot of people. But it was so much fun, you know, especially watching, uh, let's see here, Uncle Roger uh, stumbling down the steps at times. You had my grandmother cussing at my uncle. Uh, You had uh, just things, the memories that went on in that house, unreal. And I just sat there and laughed because, you know, we always play cards. I told you guys we always play cards. And my uh, grandmother would always cuss at my uncle Wig the entire time because, she just didn't like what he did. She's like, you're just playing wrong. He goes, I'm not playing wrong. You're the one that screwed up. She goes, well, I don't like you. It just it escalates from there. But, I mean, it was that's how we always did because guess what? Yes, the next morning was family time. Everybody got to open presents. But that one night, our whole family got together. The whole clan got together, and it was amazing. So That's what it's all about. Yep. Still celebrate that way. <laughs> oh you got, got patty little... oh you got patty pat hammered on christmas eve oh boy mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> it's not hard to get patty pat hammered just give him a bottle of whiskey and he's having some fun <laughs> so all right gentlemen we are here we gotta do my cousin Vegas word of the day which i did not forget oh uh let's quickly go good. through that because i guess i am going solo for like the first 15 minutes on the dog's table if somebody wants to chime in with me wow 
Sure. That's you guys. Yeah. What have you got? All right. All right. Well, let's bring the word back <laughs> up here. The word again was archetype. As I pull it back up. So we had ABCD um, relating to or resembling a tempest, uh, behaving in a bad way, hard to understand. Or someone or something that seem that it seemed to be a perfect example or like a an original pattern. All right, I'll go first. I'm going to go D. Okay. I know it's probably wrong. I don't care. That's Big right man, you. I'm going to go with the one that uh, nobody understands. Uh, D or C, whichever one that was. E. <laughs> F. That, that's right. That's the one. F. <laughs> hard, hard to understand. That's yeah, that one because it's hard to understand that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a plan. All right, what what do we got here? And what about you, there, Big Bry? Yeah, I said D also. D as well. Yes, the answer is in fact D. Uh, someone or something that is seen to be a perfect example or an original pattern. There we go. Congrats. All right. We got to get Big Man off here. We kept him up for an hour and 21 minutes. Big Man. Guys, before the show, I want to toast you guys real quick. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, you guys can find find me and my partner, Juice, at the Cheap Seats Podcast. Uh, so uh, let's cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank thanks, you. Big Man. All right, brother. I love you. Please go check him out. Cheap Seas Podcast. Let's kick him out of here so we can get ours. Uh, Appreciate you. Yeah, I kicked him out already. I gave Sweet Chip music way too early. (laughs) I got a fast finger. I'm sorry. Ah, my cousin Vinny. Why don't you tell him good night? Have a great night, everybody. All right. Let me bring Brian back in here. Brian, we've had a great run. We are almost to 100 episodes. I actually put out a uh, shout out to everybody on Facebook, Twitter, and everything else. Thank you, everybody who has supported us, who has followed us, who has liked us, who has watched the show, and watched me and Bri kind of get to a certain point now where it's kind of comfortable. Before, it was kind of shaky when we first started, Bri. But it's actually kind of fun now, and I'm enjoying every bit of it because I get to talk sports with one of my best friends. So, thank you, buddy. Why don't you God bless everybody? Yep, God bless you. God bless America. And I am that fat guy. We love our troops. We love our first responders. Thank you guys for everything you do. All right. We really appreciate you. And on that note, let me see if I can delay Vinny to where he can't get the word in just in time. But on that note, we are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we're out. Thank you so much for watching. Archetype. Oh, yeah. You're way late. I know.